This is Derek Dernberger, and you're listening to the Knocked and Loaded Podcast. Alright, this is the premiere, the pilot episode of the Knocked and Loaded Podcast. My name is Derek Dernberger, the chief hunter of The Break and host of this wonderful podcast. So Knocked and Loaded, we'll be talking about archery, shooting, hunting, all types of hunting, deer hunting, turkey hunting, waterfowl, kind of wherever it leads us. Um, Try to get a lot of special guests in here, whether it's industry professionals, hunting TV personalities, the Missouri Department of Conservation. I already talked to those those guys, and they're going to come in, and we'll try to get some accomplished hunters in various fields to let them talk about their thing but the two guests today they don't fit into any of those categories no doubt a couple of <laughs> good buddies of mine lease mates hunting partners got joe henneman and craig heiser what's up fellas how's it going what's going on man it's going pretty well so here we'll start just uh give a little history of how we all know each other we all went to high school together well joey you're quite a bit older than me Quite a bit, yeah. Really, you're you're out of high school by the time I got there, Craig. I got you one year. Um, wow, just like that, right yeah. out of the gates, pal. Yeah, right in the mouth. Taught Craig how to play baseball before we started hunting together. But uh, you guys hunted a lot together back in the early days. We did in high school. Yeah, good times. Good times. We we started our hunting career. Um, really didn't have a place to hunt. So we went to some public ground. Is it public? I mean, is that public or is it federal? Federal, yeah. Is it federal? National Refuge Mingo. Yeah, Duck Creek and Mingo is where we started. We were probably 16, 16, 17 years old, clueless. Uh, We didn't have any mentors, honestly, (laughs) did we? No, no, actually none at all. No. So we just jumped in the truck or your piece of crap car. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that deer hauled some, that car hauled some deer home. Yeah, it did. It did. Outrun a few trains and... Made our way to Mingo and Duck Creek and just, you know, failed a lot, screwed a lot of stuff up, but we had a ton of fun. And we ended up we ended up learning how to kill a few deer. We did. Yep, no doubt about it. I tell you what, one of the funniest stories I've ever seen or witnessed was back in the old days, when you talk about our age, we are old, but climbing tree stands were baker tree stands. And so we used to climb with a baker, and they're based on leverage. And so we'd climb way up there because we had to be 30 feet high in a, in a stand that was dangerous as all get out. If you lean back on them, they dropped about 10 feet. But Joe would <laughs> just crack me up. He would kick them out and make a fall all the way to the bottom of the tree, and then he would just slide down the tree. <laughs> I, I would. Don't, I don't think that'd be. I don't think that'd be kosher today. No, and I would. I would scab up my entire <laughs> chest for about a week at a time from doing so that. Bakers are those those. Uh, my uncle Kenny. Yeah. Don't he act like it. you're that much younger than us. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're now, he, that's all right. He made, yeah, right. He made a uh, a climbing stand. It was out of angle iron. I think he got the. Yeah, it's the, like a baker. Yeah. Okay, that's what a baker. I think he just got the reverse engineered it and made his own. But uh, so that's what we're talking about. <laughs> well, right. the premise behind a baker is you have to have your feet on the outer edge. So your weight needs to be on the outer edge. So anytime you you put the weight anywhere near the tree, 
It's over, man. I mean, it's a lot like that loggy body yeah. we had later. That's yeah, right. but the loggy would you could kind of lock it in with the strap a little bit, you know, oh, so okay. it wasn't quite as bad. But yeah, similar to that, the loggy had the strap, but, but the Baker didn't have the the safety. Oh, you, you had a wing. You had a wing nut. That was a wing. Your <laughs> <laughs> that was your safety. <laughs> it was a bar that bit into the tree. Are you standing on plywood. A lot of them were plywood. Yeah, yeah. and yep. if if the tree was wet, you know, good good luck. Uh huh. That happened a few times. I've been up there all the way up, pulling my bow. With the string pulling up, and next thing I know, boom! I'm flying down about six feet, and you just hold on, and you're you're like he said, we would get 25, 30 feet up, and next thing you know, you you pop down six or seven feet, and you're just holding on, breathing, looking around, and then you just you know, so Mingo, it's a swamp. I mean, basically the swamp right. refuge, uh, the water refuge. So you're you're climbing those. What are they? The, the cypress trees. Big a lot of times, yeah. cypress with a wide bottom, and you get up ten yeah. feet, you're already down. Yeah, the, the bakers aren't set up for that, so they're they really need a tree that's the same diameter from top to bottom for you to get up in them. So as soon as that platform starts leveling off, you're you're in trouble. <laughs> Which what? So we would probably get down and you know start over. I mean, you really had to lean it straight up to right. to get any kind of height out of it. There's been many days that we would hunt, and <laughs> you're you're just straight down. I mean, the platform is. It's 45 the opposite way you want it to. Bad situation, but you just, you gut it out. You know how kids are. You don't think anything bad's going to happen, no. so you're 25 feet up. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. This is awesome. I remember at Mingo with Craig the first time, I think we were with Johnny Kleesner as well. First time ever opportunity with the bow. I'll never forget it. So this was like, I think it was probably my first week ever at Mingo. And with the baker, borrowed it from my, my uncle. And uh, did, so Mike. I didn't, yeah, Mike. <laughs> I didn't know how to use it. He didn't, he, I think he may give me a quick tutorial. He just threw it to me and said, there it is. Just stick it on the tree. Just turn that wing nut. <laughs> so I get up and I, I set it up and I get up maybe 10. I think I'm way up there. But I, I, looking back, yes, it, Craig's right. Later on, we were 25, 30 feet up. But that first year, probably eight ten feet if you're lucky so i'm up eight ten feet and uh i got a two does walking up pretty far away and then one kind of breaks off and she's messing a leg (laughs) it's a three-legged doe walks 10 yards and looks right at me just as broadside perfect wounded the whole i mean you know you you should take this deer out (laughs) i pull the bow back and i was a decent shot with this it's like a pse pulsar I got the finger tabs. I got the cheap, cheap ass Walmart uh, arrows. I mean, I think they're broadheads. Yeah, and the broadheads, which I probably already shot in mud fifteen times. So you know, it's pitiful how bad it is. I pull back, and as fast as I pull back, I let it go that quick too. So it's like, yeah, let it go. I don't know where the arrow went, but uh, you know, it was just it went boing. (laughs) It was it was exciting though, just to have that first experience with that so so how old were you 16 16 yeah 16 so unlike a lot of these kids today that their parents and their dads and their grandfathers take them out and they have this awesome experience where they they kill their first bucket age nine and it's this beautiful majestic buck not so much for us no i mean you want to talk about hard knocks we we did it we did for sure you know our parents i know deer didn't start showing up at my parents house my parents farm until I think it was, I don't know, early 80s, mid-80s, probably. Yeah. That's when I saw my first deer. And I was already 
what, 12, 12 years old? Yeah. Yeah, my dad has stories of hunting for 14, 15 years before he saw his first deer. Right. I mean, it wasn't that far, you know, really in those early days, it wasn't that much different for us too. But at Mingo, you would see deer. You know, you definitely would run into animals from time to time. But in our area, you you never, never saw deer. Never. So, yeah. So, yeah, we didn't grow up deer hunting. No. That's true. That story reminds me of the first deer that I killed. I actually was at Mingo. I was with my dad. My dad was a maniac. He loved going, but never. We never killed anything. <laughs> but <clears throat> we were hunting one time, and I was, I was all in. I was addicted. So... I had bought my deer tag. I was proud of myself. Had a job, 16 years old, hauling hay. Bought my tag. I'm telling my dad, I'm gonna kill how many deer I'm gonna kill this year, and he's laughing at me like whatever. And um, I had been shooting the year before. I shot a recurve, which I was moderately proficient. Like when you think about being good with the bow, you could hit a hay bale 20, 30 yards. But so I got a, <clears throat> I got a compound bow the next year. So this was my Christmas gift. All excited, you know, ready to go. And we go hunting, and I am not kidding. We probably left the house. Mingo's probably an hour, hour and 15-minute drive from where we were. We left at daylight. I didn't have a tag. Hadn't bought my tag yet. Got to go get it on the way. So we're probably hit the woods maybe 10, 1030, and I climb up in this tree. It's it's bent. It's not even, like it's maybe six feet off the ground, but it's got a big bow in it. It's real tall, thick tree. I just jump so up. you picked on, a good tree? Yeah, I jumped in the elbow. I jumped in the elbow of this tree. This is insane. Like it's never, never happened. So I'm sitting there. It's 10 o'clock and I am literally maybe 120 yards from the truck. I can see the truck. And so I'm sitting there, you know, and I'm in the tree and I mean, this is it for me. I'm, I'm all excited. And I see this doe come. She comes uh, across the, I mean, probably 25, 30 yards. And I will tell you, I shot. I shot every day. I mean, the moment I got my bow, I shot just I was good. Even even with bows back then, I was a good shot. So <clears throat> they had this um, rest from the, the the person that I bought my bow from. It was it's like a little wire that kind of come around. It was, it was the rest, but your arrow would click down in that rest, and then when it was time to shoot, you would pull your arrow out of that holder. It was a little right. holder for it. So it was the rest plus it held the arrow from falling off. Or so anyway, I am so excited because I see this deer and it's thirty yards. And so my arrows clicked in, but I didn't realize it was clicked instead of on top. And so I draw back and I shoot. And again, I have like probably the cheapest arrows, the cheapest broadheads. I mean, it's horrible. I see my arrow just skips across the ground, just bounces, and it goes between your legs. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, that was weird. She runs off. I mean, she runs off, and then she like just starts working her way back. Like, what? what's going on? That was so not even close that I got to check this out. She didn't think she was in danger. And clearly she wasn't. So I'm all worked up, you know, and I've got my quiver beside me. It's in the bow of the tree. And I fish out another arrow and I get it knocked in and she's coming closer. And she gets back to about 30 yards again, turns broadside. I'm like, boom, I've got this. I draw back, put the pin, the 30-yard pin right on her. And I shoot and the arrow does the exact same thing. It just skips across the ground. I mean, as soon as it comes out of the bow, it goes to the ground. And it's bouncing and it goes out to her. She runs off again. And I mean, I'm just, I'm sweating. I'm like, just worked up i mean i'm just nervous and she starts coming back again and by this time i'm like i'm wore out like i'm trying to get another arrow out i drop my quiver on the ground like literally i drop down i just get down and grab my quiver get back up in the tree and then i click an arrow in and it's my last broadhead i mean this is it this like, is obviously the the dumbest doe on the planet <laughs> well i mean yeah clearly it was a gift i mean no doubt about it so i mean i'm i'm exhausted i'm so tired that like i get it all right this time comes back to 30 yards, turns broadside. I let the arrow fly, and 
soon as it got out from me, I didn't see anything. Like it was gone. It just disappeared. And I shot her. I'm not even worked up anymore. I mean, literally, I've calmed down. So much time has gone by. And so I uh, go get my dad. We look for my arrows. We find two of them. Right, right off the bat, we find two of them. And it doesn't dawn on me that maybe the third one may have actually found its mark. We're looking and looking. He asked me, just, I mean, after an hour, he's like, do you think maybe you hit this deer? I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> Seriously, if you saw what I saw, I doubt that there, anything got hurt today. But anyway, we're looking, and as we're looking for my arrow, we find blood. It's like, oh my gosh, there's blood. Like, I mean, I'm just going crazy. I'm 16 years old, and, you know, I'm just, there's no way. My dad, you know, my dad hunted 15, 20 years with one deer under his belt, and I see blood. I mean, I'm just all fired up. And we start following the blood, and, I mean, it opens up. There's quite a bit of blood. Get my brother involved. He's there. And we find the arrow along the path, and it's, you know, it's tore up. It's all bubbly blood. It looks good. And we keep following the trail and we get to this ditch. <clears throat> Mingo's full of ditches and we're standing there and we can tell that this deer crossed this ditch or, you know, got to the water. We're standing there and trying to decide what we want to do. Do we want to walk across this ditch? And this is early October, probably October 5th, 6th, something like that. Cotton mouths all over the place. I mean, do we really <laughs> want to walk across this water? So we're just kind of contemplating. We can see one drop of blood on top of you know on top of the water and we're just kind of sitting there and then all of a sudden we notice that she's just floating in the water it's like oh my gosh i mean we just go crazy i mean my dad me i mean it was just a great memory it's one of those moments where you just you don't ever forget it i mean from that moment on i'm like uh, i'm a deer hunter i mean uh -huh. not only am i a deer hunter i'm i'm bad at it i'm good like i'm good but i mean if you go back and you just if anyone could watch that you would just be like what is wrong with this person <laughs> so after that you guys put in a lot of time at mingo we did yeah we and actually a mingo. lot of long sets and we thought they were long. Long sets, yeah. You mean, are you talking, are you referring to the, the long sets back in the truck? Yeah. Though, so, I don't know why we told you this, but you, you know the story. But yeah, Craig and I would have no issue, you know, getting to, actually, that's kind of a Duck Creek thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. We did. So we would go to Duck Creek and we'd get the early start, four in the morning, and, and we would go to this one spot that we kind of liked. Um, and I'd say, what, about 8.15? <laughs> We'd shut it down, look around, because we're only hunting, you know, 100, 120 yards apart. Yeah, we thought the day was over at 8.15. Yeah. 8.15, we saw a couple deer come through. Well, that's it. Let's get down. So we go back to the truck, and, and my dad had a little Mazda with a camper on the back, and we laid some sleeping bags and pillows in the back, and we'd sleep to about two. <laughs> sleeping was easy. Hunting was hard. That's right. Well, one particular day, though, we got out there, and it was... Same time frame, probably 8 or 9 o'clock, raining like hell. And um, I get down, and, and we were further away from each other. And I just take him, like, I'm going to head back to the truck. He's probably already back in the truck. And I just keep walking and keep walking. Mingo's flat. It's Very flat. flat. Mm -hmm. So I was completely lost. And I know that there's a ton of ditches, and if you can find a ditch, you can kind of figure stuff out, maybe. So I found a ditch, and I walked it for, and it's raining as bad as you can see rain. It's raining. I mean, I can't even hardly see in front of me. That's how hard it's raining. And I don't know what time it is. It's early, you know, it's early morning. I'm right. sure it is. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's nine at the latest, probably. And I'm sleeping. Yeah, he's already back in the truck. So I finally find the ditch. And like I said, I walk it for, I don't know how, who knows, half a mile. And I find a crossing. 
because I see the gravel road on the other side of the ditch. So I hit the gravel, or I hit this crossing, hit the gravel, and I start walking. And God, could you believe that like five trucks pass me? No big deal. I mean, it's pouring. And I've got my bow, and I'm just just wet as you can be, and they just keep on trucking. So I go at least four, maybe four or five miles. It's 2 o'clock. It's 2 o'clock in the yeah, afternoon. So well, it probably more than that. I mean, it could have been six or six. I was as far away from the truck as you possibly could be. Finally worked my way all the way around, basically Duck Creek. I basically right. went all the way around it and get back to the truck. Because I finally figured where I was at. Wakes me up. I look in the back. Up. I look in the back of the truck and he's out cold. He goes, where you been? <laughs> so I, you know, I had some choice words for him. And we got the hell out of it. That was it for me for that day. And I said, I'm never coming back. Of course, we. I came back probably the next day. Knowing me. <laughs> yeah. Good old flat land. Of swampy uh-huh. flat land. That, that's good stuff. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what. You've been there. What I've been. Yeah. You and I have been there. Yeah, I've been there. So Joe and I, so you guys hunted together in high school, early college, right? Yep. You uh, got married, started the family, started the career, moved away. Yeah, and, and I, I wrote him off at that point. Wrote him off. and yeah. Done with me. Joey come looking me up. Yep. Yeah. I you was old in college. enough, finally. I was old enough, yeah. I graduated <laughs> high school. I wasn't going to get in trouble. <laughs> so, so we started hunting in Illinois, and it was very similar to what you're talking about, walking of course, we walked. You know, you're talking about setting Public up land. close to the, yeah, close to the truck. We didn't do that in Illinois. No, yeah. No, we would public land hunt. Well, uh, first off, you got to understand that Derek needed at least 500 acres to himself, and then Joe took the scraps. <laughs> Basically, how it worked. That's where the, the phrase <laughs> "gar hole" developed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. We'd go hunt Dongola, Illinois, and I would drop Joey off. Before I, about six miles out of Dongola, yeah, he, I was in Alexander <laughs> County. <laughs> yeah. I would do, drop Joey off to his place to hunt, and then I would go hunt a little honey five hole. miles later. Right, honey hole. Yeah, yeah a little honey hole. I found. That's true. Yeah. Your little swamp. My little swamp. Yeah, that was so, a good spot. It was a really good spot, and you wouldn't have known that the swamp was back there just by looking at it because it's on, kind of on a hill. You parked on that little hill. Yep. And then I would generally walk back miles yeah it's a good that's a good long walk no yeah. doubt about it and then i found this swamp and i found an area that was you know i know what how good it is now back then i didn't know we just you know Luckily again we weren't it. deer hunting yeah, yeah we weren't deer hunters really i mean we didn't know we just kind of went and we found our spots as we went but i just found an area looking back on it now i've got a, it's like a four quadrants a swamp a real heavy thicket just briars and low trees just heavy heavy thick very thick stuff and then i had a uh, a bean field in one quadrant and then big woods in the other and i set up right in where all that different um habitat met and it was amazing i never went back there and saw less than a dozen deer every time i went back there but i kept it a secret yeah no doubt <laughs> Acted yeah. like it wasn't quite that right. good. And the right. funny thing is, he's oh, I saw two or three. How'd, you, how, how'd it go? Ah, a couple. I saw a couple. couple you went does. 18 miles couple further does. than me. Yeah. You only saw two does. Well, I saw four. I was excited. <laughs> so, so I killed some deer back there. Yeah. Right over the la- you know last couple years, few years that we hunted it, um, and then we had uh, Nick. Remember Nick? Uh-huh. Nick yes. wanted to go with us. Never just got his bow. 
you know, we were veterans by then, right? We had three years of uh, deer hunting under our belt. Oh, yeah, I was 21, you were 18, probably. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, ah, Nick, you know, well, uh, I'll take you back into this place. I'm going to bring you back into my honey hole and let you kill your first deer because you will see Which was honestly kind of bullshit because I still had, at that point, never (laughs) been back to this spot. And this dude dude shows up one day. Can I help (laughs) you? One day he shows up, and just like that, well, he gets to go back. Well, no, I knew you, you knew what you were doing, so. Oh, okay, let's go with that. Right, yeah. All right, all right. You know, they, Never mind. Nick's let's, a rookie, so uh, we'll we had to help him, help him out. All right. So uh, it's flat, like you're talking about at Mingo. Flat, and you need a compass. We always carried a compass with us yeah. when we hunted Dongola, because most of it was it. flat. Right. I knew I walked in on red, walked out on white, right? <laughs> the needle. <laughs> so... We get back there, and uh, we're walking back, and I asked Nick, I was like, hey, did you bring your compass? He's like, no. I was like, all right, I'll give you mine. I've been in here two dozen times. I can, I can, I think I can get out. So I brought him back to my little honey hole where all that habitat met, and I just decided that I'm going to walk deeper into the big woods. I'm going to get away from the best stuff, like the edge of the swamp and the real big thicket where they're always coming through. I'm just going to go deep into the big woods and, you know, this hunt's Nick to kill one. So I thought, I'm just going to walk another few hundred yards. No big deal. Well, so I found a really good spot. There's a creek that runs through there and uh, heavy trails coming through there. Good rubs, uh, plenty of scrapes, so a lot of good sign. And it wasn't too far from the edge of the field. I, I could see the, the big bean field. So I decided I'm going to set up right here. And uh, I got set up. And I don't know, it was half an hour before dark. I had a spike come right down and just exactly how I thought it was going to happen. He come right down this trail, would have given me a 15-yard broadside shot. Perfect. So I'm setting up there again. I sit back down. Put you my passed him? Yeah, hey, I passed him. Did yeah. you? Yeah, well, you know, I was hunting six-pointers at that point. That's right. Right. We moved up. Yeah. We need baskets. Yeah, yeah. if it was a two-by-two, two, it was getting, you know, it was going to walk. So uh, I'm sitting there, and I look up to my left. I'm kind of facing, well, facing forward. I look to my left and in front of me, and I just see tines. And I still think it's the biggest deer I've ever seen in my life. To and this I, day, you still To this that. day, I still think that. Now, you know, it could be in my mind, because it was at the time it was the biggest buck ever. But I just see tall, and I see wide, and I can see beams. So I assumed it was heavy. It was chocolate. I can remember the rack. <laughs> I can remember it. And it's coming down the same. Well, it exact... on the wall, so that's all you can do is remember, right? Right. <laughs> right. It is coming down the exact same trail as that spike. So I'm getting set up, thinking it's going to just follow the trail. And I'm going to have a 15-yard broadside shot at what I think in my head, 180 or bigger. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know how to score deer back then. Yeah. But it... <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm just thinking humongous. Well, he veered off that path, and there was just a little bit of a bump, almost like those, you know, Indian burial grounds that you see. It's just only, what, four or five feet higher than the flat ground, so just a little bump, and he gets behind it. And I'm standing there, and he just disappeared. He absolutely disappeared. So I started grunting, and never showed up, never showed up, and I'm... I think it's probably 10 minutes I'm standing there and he's just gone. I, I just assumed he turned around and he walked away. 
it's probably only 45 seconds. I don't know. But <laughs> so I sat back down and I had a bow holder on my climbing stand on the platform, of my climbing stand where you just kind of click it in there and the, you know, it locks in through the cam. Leverage. Yeah. The leverage, it just, you know, rests in there. So it's in the front of me. It's in front of me on the front part of my climbing stand. I sit back down. No loggy bayou. You log it by you. Yep. Yeah. No seat. You just had those four straps oh, yeah. that you sat on. The little thing. That, so comfy. Yeah. The little bar. Everything. The U bar that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was comfortable at the time, wasn't it? Right. <laughs> the best. That's true. Yeah. Better than it was the baker. Great. With the wing. Right. Gun. You still using that baker? <laughs> Remember, you're still using the baker. The I was. Plywood. Yeah. That's right. So yeah, I was a uh, high roller at the time. <laughs> you were. Yeah. Yeah. With your Toyota truck. Nothing, That's right. Nothing's changed. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spare no expense. So, I sit back down. I got my bow back in the holder. And I guess it's in front of me. How was I faced here? Yeah, it was in front of me. Sit back down. I look to my right. I look to my left. And the buck is standing broadside, licking a grapevine, standing on one of the scrapes that I found there, licking... The branch, licking a branch, it was a grapevine actually, is licking above it. And all I can see is again, rack. My bow's in the holder mm-hmm. on the platform. I'm sitting down and he's 22 yards from me. So I grab my bow and I'm easing up as slowly as I can. And I get turned on him. He still doesn't know I'm there. I get drawn back. And just like you were talking about, I drew back. And as soon as I drew back, I got him in my sight window, <laughs> right, and I let it go. Yeah, right over his back. Mm-hmm. Now, in my head, I was thinking, I was thinking thirty something yards, because it happened so fast. I don't know. He just got there, and I'm thinking thirty something yards. He was 22. I shoot right over his back. <laughs> oh my goodness! He jumps off. 22. To my left, jumps off to my left, and stands out there at about 50 yards. And this is where I think. I realize how big he is because he's about three inches. His rack is about three inches wider than his ears on both sides and tall. So there's where I think he's 20 inches wide. Yeah. He's 20. Yeah. 20, 22 inches wide and tall. Yeah. So he eventually just jumps off. And so what I figured here, here's what happened. What happened was there was two giant cottonwood trees that, were in the line. So when he walked around that knoll, the cottonwood trees are on the left side of the knoll. So he was from my right, walked behind that little bitty bump, walked behind those cottonwood trees, and then I, what had to happen, yeah. he got in line with it and walked Stayed directly at it yeah. until he got close to me, veered off of it, and then yeah. got on that scrape, and I never saw him. It's the only thing that could have happened. So anyway, he jumps away. He's gone. It's starting to get dark, you know, at the sun is below the horizon so wait did you let's back up for a second did you did you get the grunt call out and no last ditch effort no none of that no okay nothing nothing i didn't even try dejected i was dejected yeah very dejected that's a bummer yeah 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 i didn't even think about it still you sound still sound still upset Yeah. yeah still upset so i thought you know what i'm just gonna get down i don't have my compass it's gonna be tough getting out of here I just got to walk out south. I just keep the setting sun on my right side. I'll walk on out of here. No problem. I get down. I pack all my stuff up. And it's getting dark quick <laughs> before I can get all my loggy bayou put back together and 
on my back and out of here. So I start walking out. It's getting dark, but I can still see. And then I'm just running into really thick stuff. So I start walking around it because I can't walk through it in the dark. And now it's pitch black. And I keep walking and I'm walking. And I probably walk for 30, 45 minutes. And I should have been out of there in about 10. I was like, this isn't good. So I just keep walking and keep walking. And I see this old log wooden bridge. Somebody, you know, somebody made a log bridge over this giant creek. It was probably 20 foot wide. First time you ever saw that? First time I ever saw it. First time I ever saw it. That's a good feeling in the dark. So I was like, okay, this is completely the wrong way. I'm just going to turn around and walk the other way. So I turn (laughs) around. But this time I'm going to run. Yeah. So I turn around. I wasn't running yet. So I start walking. I start walking and I walk for about another hour and a half. And I come back to that exact same log bridge. That's scary. That's when I knew I was like, okay, I might be spending the night out. Something's bad or I'm in the twilight zone. Right. Meanwhile, I'm back at the truck going, what the hell? Where is this guy at? Yeah. Nick came it, out of Nick came out of like oh, yeah, four Nick, o'clock. Yeah, Nick, Nick, yeah, he got oh, down yeah. at four because he was getting nervous. <laughs> and we we're honking the horn like every twenty seconds. Right. It, no, right. I guess you're not hearing that at all. Oh no, no, no. I'm back at this log again. I, I think thought, he's dead. Right. That's what I said. Well, he's I, dead. Let's go home. I bet he's in place. Well, that was a possibility because we didn't wear safety harnesses That's back true. then. Yeah, we didn't right. even know safety harnesses existed. That's right. Yeah. So. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm back at this log bridge, and I'm like, man, I am in trouble. I might be spending the night out here. Well, and it's it and it's cold. Yeah, it's cold. It's in the 20s probably, right? Snow yeah. Upper 20s. Yeah. Snow I don't think there was snow. No, there wasn't snow. It's mid-November. But it was cold, and I'm sweating like crazy because now, I don't know if it's because, well, <laughs> partly because I was walking so much, but partly because I was a little bit rattled. Yeah. A little bit rattled. <laughs> yeah. So... I decided, you know what, maybe they're out here looking for me. So I started yelling. <laughs> Joe's back in the truck napping. No, I'm not getting it. No, 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 no. No Joe, chance I'm going in there. Joe is at the truck with a little Debbie in his hand. Right. Guarantee it. Yes. So I start hollering for them. You know, Nick, Joey. Was Clayball with us? No. No, it was just the three yeah. of us. Yeah. So I'm hollering for the, you know, for one of those two guys, hoping I'd hear something. I didn't hear anything. I holler again. Didn't hear anything. I holler again, and I finally hear some dogs barking. I was like, you know what? If there's dogs, there's people. Probably. I was hoping. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So I started walking to the dogs barking. They would quit barking. I'd just start hollering again, get them barking, and then just keep walking. And then finally, after another 30 minutes, probably, of walking like that, I could see a faint house light. It's like, okay, I'm going to that. At least it's people. So I walk and I walk and I walk. And then when I got out of the woods, finally, I had an idea. I was pretty sure I knew where I was. And I knew I was a long way from where I needed to be. Completely opposite direction, right? Completely opposite direction, yes. Complete opposite direction. So I go up to this guy's house. And luckily his dogs were in a pen because they were pretty (laughs) wound up by the time I got there. So I knock on his door and I told him, I said, yeah, I was uh, out here hunting you know, the public ground back here and got turned around, told him where I needed to be. And he said, well, son, it's about four miles straight through those woods. Or if you take this road around, it's about nine. 
Wow. So I said, but I will give you every dollar in my pocket if you take me. You so were in college, so it was like. I was like, college. I had 12 like, bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but nice. he got every bit of it. He took me around, and Joey and, and Nick are sitting on the tailgate freezing because I had the keys That's with right, me, of course. Yeah, you could, couldn't get in. Oh. So they're just sitting there waiting for me. And then Joey, we get back, finally. Told him what happened. He's like, well, I got a story. Yeah, exactly. Like, his story is the only story, right? <laughs> Biggest oh. buck is like, well, wait a minute, man. I kind of had something happen to me tonight, too. Not as that I anybody was, cares. As I was 50 <laughs> yards off the truck. I mean, I Between feel like... me and the truck, there was a deer that came That's right. <laughs> exactly. I feel like to this day, I undersold how big that deer was that I shot that night. I, I do. I mean, it was I. It wasn't double D, the double D big one. But about one twenty. <laughs> Back then, that was big. It felt in my in my mind, even to this day, it felt big. And same thing. I mean, that night, just it must have been one of those magical nights in November. The big bucks were on does. I mean, it's just perfect night. Well, I had a doe come through, and I'll make this story quick. But I had a doe come through, and a buck following her. You know, I don't know. Ten minutes later, nose to the ground, and he was big. I, I can't tell you how big he was, but to me. At that time in my life, that it was a big buck. He's a 20 yards. I pull back, and he's just on a nice walk. So not with the experience that I have today, what did I do? I just put it right on his shoulder and pulled the trigger, and I had him right in the ass, as <laughs> center cut as you can get right in the rump. And, I, you know, you can tell when you hit it, and it hits that big bone in there. I mean, it, what I probably got, you know, four maybe five inches of penetration, mm. more than half the arrow was sticking out of his back. End. And sometimes you can get lucky and you can hit that artery hit back artery. there. But I mean, Derek and I, we spent the next day looking for it. But thinking back on that moment though, if all I do is give him a little quick B, right? <laughs> you learned my, the lesson my, my that, famous right? B. Yeah. Yeah. We all know how good my famous B is. It works. <laughs> if I would have done it, I would have took that deer home. Cause I mean, I, you know, I just pulled right, let it go right on his shoulder. And when they're walking, forget about it, you know, right. Right. In his butt. So anyway, uh, I, you never know that. So I'm at, I'm back in the truck telling the story, and, and Derek doesn't want to hear any of it. <laughs> he He's not. Want, I just no. I was lost. Where five hours. are them little Debbies? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm starved. <laughs> we came back the next day though, and we looked, and, and just and we gave it a really good try. I mean, a, a good effort. Just there was nothing there. Yeah. It's so funny you tell that story as if you were you guys were hunting like literally in the middle of nowhere, like. This is Illinois, so I mean it's right. populated, and you even mentioned that you were near a, corn, a bean field, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yet you end up that loss. That's funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, but it, that was, I mean, it was. There was no moon that night. I do remember that. It was complete blackness. I mean, literally, when I was walking out, I was sixty yards from that bean field, Ugh. but I had to walk around a thicket, and I could not find that bean field after. After you made that after move? After I got, yeah, after I got looped around that You thicket. should have just went to the bean field. I should have. Yeah. But that was private ground, and I'm thinking, I got to, you know, I'll get in trouble. Yeah. I got to stay in it. the public. Yeah. Right. It's a good, that was a good spot, though. That was a great spot. It really was. Maybe I ought to revisit the. We did. You go back there today, you'd be we like, did. we it did. Wasn't, it wasn't the same. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. yeah. We did go after back. After you became experts, it wasn't no. that good. <laughs> right. No, we just wanted to go check it out one, you know, it was years later, right? It was years later. Yeah. Yep. It just was not the same. We looked. I mean, we really did. We looked. We scouted and checked it out. It just did not have the same look as it did 20 no. years ago. No, not at all. So I don't know what happened, but. Yeah. But yeah, Illinois, man. Uh, 
hunting in those days, it was a lot different than it is now. I mean, nobody, nobody hunted no, no, then. No, now not really, no. Southern Illinois, for sure. And that's what we're talking about, Southern Illinois. I mean, back in the, was it mid-90s? That was the mid-90s. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where the Illinois guys were. And I'm sure there were plenty of hunters over there, deer hunters over there. But in terms of Missouri guys, there was a handful yep. of us around here that would go. And there's some Sykeston guys that would go. But, man, it was just wide open. Yeah. You could go anywhere over there. Yeah. But, yeah, talking about, you know, not stopping that deer, that just goes back to us learning how to deer hunt on the fly. Because yeah, no, no one ever taught us how to well, you, how you, to do it. That's right. You contrast that that moment of learning where you didn't kill that deer to this year. I mean, in the story that you have this year with the biggest deer you've ever killed, I mean, he's running, running up to you, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. you, you throw something at him, get him to stop, and then you smoke him. So, yeah, yeah. it's part of it. It's part of the process. You learn. It's, it's a shame it takes about 25 years to pull that off. <laughs> well, <laughs> we are Kelly boys. We're slow learners. That's true. Yeah. It didn't come quick or easy. Yeah. That's true. But even, even people that didn't grow up hunting, that didn't have a mentor, now they've got videos youtube as you a mentor so much, yeah. they can so much watch it and, and that helped us too as we got older you know videos right. did i mean i would say that in the beginning we didn't have any of that there I were mean, no videos there back then. i mean you had no feathers and and uh dick uh, idol dick I, yeah. yeah and who's no feathers buddy um dan fitzgerald dan fitzgerald yeah. those are some of that but you had to go rent them and they you know they were never there the, the videos weren't at the at the video <laughs> store but other than that you didn't have that but as we got older like when Derek and you and I lived together, I mean, we we had a whole Watch stack jury of monster bucks and <laughs> of videos yeah. of all that stuff, yeah. And, and you do pick up things, you right? Know? You just will just from watching all that stuff. Yeah, but we hunt a lot different now than what we did back then. Talking about walking in forever, crossing creeks, <laughs> like you guys did, getting attacked by the oh yeah, wow, yeah. Creek, yeah. creek critters. So it wasn't long. Joe and I both got jobs, <clears throat> so we're making a little bit of money. And so we're wanting to lease land. We want private now. So we lease this farm, and it backs up into cash wetlands. It's, it's awesome. It's a gorgeous place. You can hunt your farm, but you can also go anywhere you want. So we've got access to all these places and still dumber than a sack of hammers. And we thought it was, I mean, I, from my perspective, when we leased that farm, you'd already been there for a year, though, right? I think so. And the very first day I go to the lease, quote unquote, <laughs> right? The very first day, I kill my biggest buck ever yeah. with the bow. So day, I'm like, oh, I'm in. I one. am completely. But in. you remember us hanging that stand that allowed you to kill that deer, right? Right. Oh yeah, you're gonna put that on you. I, you know what? It's on both. <laughs> it, it was all over both of us. But yeah. So Joe's at this spot that he wants to hunt. Joe, for those of you who don't know, Joe, Joe. Joe is he's real particular about certain things. It's gotta be a certain way. It's gotta be it's gotta be done just the way he wants it done. But anyway, we've got this tree we're gonna put a stand in. What's wrong and with that? Nothing wrong. That's nothing wrong with that. That's the reason you've been as successful as you have. But anyway, we gotta put this stand up. Of course we all, everything was lock ons. We used to do screw in tree steps. But this tree, like, it's probably thirty five inches around. But it's covered with 10,000 vines. He's like, I got to be right here. I'm like, really? You got to be right here? Like, why right here? He's like, it just feels like the right spot. I'm like, okay, whatever. What, what, kind of right. What, what's the deal? <laughs> so anyway, we start screwing in these steps. I mean, we're screwing them in these vines. And I'm talking vines as big around yeah, as your wrist, if not cutting. <laughs> but we go all the way up, and then we got to lock the stand on, and these vines are in the way. So you can't, I mean, these vines are attached to the tree, but they're not 
really tight to the tree. So when you try to lock the stand on, you can see these vines flex. And I'm like, man, we got to get rid of these vines. So we're both on these steps. I mean, literally, he's above me. We're hanging, both of us, hanging on the top step. And we start cutting these vines off this tree. Well, we didn't realize it at the time, but it was poison oak. So we're cutting, <laughs> and we're cutting over our head. So like it's sawdust just coming down, just and we're sawing. And I mean, it's not one vine. It's 25 vines. And we're just shaking. We're just wore out. And this dust is just falling down. And so we finally get this stand up. Mind you, this is the stand that he ends up killing day one, the biggest deer he's ever killed. But the next day he calls me up. He's like, hey, I don't, I don't feel so good. What's going on here? I'm like, you know, I don't either. Like my hands, like, like literally you can't spread your fingers apart because there's so much swollenness. Like just we look like leopards. Nasty. So just to give you an idea how bad it was. So the top of your head. So, you know, where guys like me are going bald. So like sawdust just piled up there and it's formed this big old crust of just nasty oozing horrible itchingness that is maybe why you went bald that is, you know what i think it could be so that's just the beginning so then as and you i was move, above you see I still as you have my move hair. as you move down it rests on your eyelids so there's poison oak on your eyelids poison oak on your lips there's poison oak behind your ears my forearms were completely covered and oh i mean it was unbelievable the amount of blisters the, on my forearms the amount of sawdust that lands where your belly and your jeans it's just unreal there's a band we have belts we both have belts yeah poison oak belts and i mean <laughs> i'm not joking when i tell you this it's so bad i should have been probably in the emergency room yeah. and i just lay there and i'm just like i i seriously want to die it was so this is how bad it was, it was so bad that about a week a week later mind you a week later i'm in my garage our garage derek and i yeah. live together but i think you, you may not been there yet i think that's when i Moved to Florida. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's right. So yeah. I was in the garage working out. I had some weights set up in the garage. I have a buddy of mine, Doug Hiring, comes over and works out with me. Two days later, he calls me up and he said he's covered up, <laughs> <laughs> covered up in poison oak <laughs> because of me. In, a week later, inside your eyeballs. I mean, just as bad as you can imagine it. Of course, we get to stay and hung, and I mean, on day one, Joe just smokes this nice eight pointer, beautiful. Nice deer. I mean, just worked perfectly. But, you know, I mean, it just goes to show that what whatever Joe wants, Joe gets. Thanks for the Whatever, help. whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> so we had this place, what, for two or three years? And we decided to expand our area is really how the, the Boar Creek came into play, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we had, what was it, about 100, 120 acres, 110 acres that we yeah. had right there? I think so. It was, we had, we were having some success with it, but we wanted to, we just felt, you know how it is when you have a place. It's always the next farm <laughs> yeah, the over next that's farm a little bit better. Yeah, the next, next place better, over. always. Always. <laughs> so the next farm over was federal ground, which we could hunt. Yep. So we thought, it's really hard for people to get to. So we thought the best way to access this whole thing was to go down this, uh, is, is it a river? Is it a it's Creek it's a Creek, okay, a muddy so, creek. Yeah, it's called Boar Creek. I guess is what it's called. So Craig, it's actually Craig. You tell the story because you're the one that came up with the idea. Yeah, I mean, so you know, I mean, the the way it worked, the harder it is, the better the hunting's got to be, right? right? I mean, that's yeah, of course that's what yeah. an 18 and 19 right. year old's brain thinks, right? So let's make this as hard as we possibly can. So anyway, I bought a kayak and I start going down this Boar Creek. I mean, it's the it's the dead of summer. I mean, it's summertime. I'm 
I'm kayaking down just to see what's back there. And I mean, the truth is, is as you go down, you're probably talking about a, I don't know, two or three mile kayak. And going down Boar, Boar Creek ends up dumping into the Cache River, which is Cache Wetlands. And beyond Cache, maybe, I don't know, four or 500 yards is Highway 127. So it's not like, <laughs> I mean, it's not like we're in the There might have been an easier way to get there. It could have been. Is what he's getting to. Could have been. But anyway, so I'm going down this river and there's this one spot along the river where there's this bluff it's oh you know if you look i don't know thousands of years earlier it's like this bluff caved in so it's kind of flat where everything else was really steep and it just so happened that summer i went through there probably three or four different times and i saw the same deer crossing i'm like okay something special's going on here so this is this is a big deal i'm gonna kill a big deer here and i saw the exact same deer he was crossing one time i jumped him up right just right on the river I'm like, okay, this is, I got, I got to hunt this. And so I find this tree and it's above, I mean, I'm, I'm talking, looking down to the water, I'm 40 feet in the air. Now the tree's not that far, but I hang a stand and then, um, you know, I'm all excited because I think this is where I'm going to, this is where I'm going to really make my mark. I'm going to kill a Pope and Young right here and I'm, I'm going to get excited. So I tell Joe about it. Of course, Joe, he gets all fired up. He's like, well, I haven't been back there. I haven't seen that. I want to go with you. Like, I, you know, what, what are you doing? We're, we're partners here. Like, all right. All right this I, is where it's going. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Mind you, this is a one-person kayak. So I take him down there. We kayak down there. We look it around. He finds this spot. Well, where he finds this spot that he wants to hunt is only about, I don't know, maybe 60, 70 yards from where I've got this spot. The spot. Right. So anyway, so... Opening, oh, I don't know. It's probably November. We actually, I think it was during the rut. It was, it was cold, but we go down together and we bought, um, we bought um, waders because two people on a one-man kayak, it really is, it's, it's, it's not really how it's designed. But we get down there and it's early morning. I mean, crack of dawn, and the spot where I wanted to drop my kayak, <clears throat> where I had originally planned to do it, was right where Joe was hunting he was up off the river and i'm like okay i can't leave my kayak here because that's not fair to him you know, that's what i'm thinking right. in my mind i, I want to do what's best for joe even, oh, yeah, right. yeah. even though he's well, already he is, yeah. killed multiple deer out of here i'm like all right whatever and he's encroaching I, on your well yeah, no, no no i don't want to say that i don't want to go that far we we both work to get down there but anyway where i would leave my he's kayak that a little bit. i couldn't <laughs> leave it i'm like it's just not fair to him so i stay in the kayak and i go down a little bit further and i jump off and fairly deep water i let him off and i drop it kind of fairly deep water i'm like i see my stand it's cracking daylight so i just push the kayak it's bright yellow looks like a banana i push it and i think well i'll just let it go down stream and then there's flat spots where water you know where the it runs thin enough that water you know wouldn't it wouldn't float a kayak yeah like i'll just push it down i'll let it go wherever it ends up i'll go get it later well it didn't go anywhere all right so it's that deep (laughs) hole there's like very little current so i climb up into this stand and i am not joking i am 40 or 50 feet above the water and it's straight down and so i'm sitting there and joe's hunting so we're having a good time it cracks daylight and all of a sudden here he comes same the same deer this is pope and young this is my first I mean, I'm going to smoke this deer. And so I'm looking as he comes to the edge. I see him walking. I can see his antlers. He's coming to the edge. And the ditch is real deep. So it's soft dirt. Ditches are real deep. He comes right to the edge and he just stands there. I'm like, oh, this is, I mean, he's, even at that point, he's only 35, 40 yards away. But he was going to go down into the water. He's going to walk across. He was going to hop up on the bench that I was on. And I'm talking straight down. I'm going to be shooting a 10-yard shot. 
but he is dumb. I mean, this deer is already on my wall. And so <laughs> it's foggy, real foggy that morning. And he comes right down the, right down the, the, the creek bank, jumps in the water. I hear him hit the water. As soon as he hits the water, he locks up. I can see his feet, but I can't see him anymore. He stands there. Man, what is going on? Stands there. He stands there. I'm just like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Come on. I'm ready. Stands there. He stands there. And I mean, like, what is the deal? Something's wrong. And so I lean as hard as I can just to get an eye and catch a peek of what he's doing. I can see his whole body in the water. Water is up to his belly. He turns around. He goes back up the bank and he just takes off. He's gone. I'm like, what is going on? There's no way that was supposed to go that way. That deer. I saw three times during the summer. That is my deer. And I lean a little bit further when I look and my banana boat is about <laughs> 10 yards from him. It didn't go down the stream like I thought it would. but So it's my fault. Let's no, let's get to the right. whole no. story here. No. It's my fault because he dropped me off. and he... Yeah, that's, let's, yeah. Let's no. No. <laughs> so finish it though. What happened? Was that the night that happened? No. Well, that just was a hunt that we were on, but... You and I used to then we went further. We went, we went way further back. further back. Yeah. So this is this is probably my all time favorite of Boar Creek. So Joe and again these I don't know if you know kayaks very well, but they're this is called a topper. So it's really not designed for true kayaking. It's kind of boating, but the point of it, we're in we're in waders, so Joe's riding on the point of it while I'm canoeing downstream. No big deal. It's easy, right? right. Slow, you know, a slow move. We're paddling down, but we're going two or three miles. And we go down, we go back in there, all the way back, as far as we can go. We hunt in stands, and it's great. I'm sure we were seeing lots of deer, but we got to come out. So it's pitch dark. I mean, just like you described, black as all get out, and I'm paddling up this thing. Joe's sitting on the point. Of course, I'm. he's probably sitting there thinking, well, why aren't we, why aren't we going faster? But I'm paddling <laughs> like a dog. I'm sweating. I probably was thinking that. <laughs> I'm sweating. I mean, it, I'm in waders, and I'm paddling as hard. Well, wait a minute. I'm in waders, too, so don't take all the... Okay, but you're just sitting there. You're dragging your feet. It's like he's dragging his feet on the bottom. I was dragging Oh, hey, what was that? Was that a rock? I don't know. Anyway, I'm paddling. There's no room up there. What am I going to do with my feet? So we got our bows in between us. You know, for us, college kids, I mean, high-dollar bows. Right. And they're probably as cheap as you can get, but we, we couldn't afford them. So they're sitting in the middle. No, I just bought a Hoyt. A Hoyt? At the time, yeah. There you go. That's right. That is right. So we're paddling, and I mean black. Mind you, these banks are 12 feet above our head, and we're paddling up this ditch that's nasty, dirty, it's disgusting as you can get. And we're paddling, and I'm sweating. I mean, just sweating. And all of a sudden, off the bank, I hear this splash in the water. And I'm not joking. It would be what I would equate to if someone was standing there, and they threw a bowling ball in the water. Just right. boom. What? Like, I stopped paddling. Like, we're losing ground now. I'm like, what the heck's going on? What was that? He's like, I don't know. Like, start paddling. Okay, something, something bad's coming. Okay, he's all worked up. There's only one paddle. Come on! So I start paddling, you know, and we're paddling. We're paddling, you know, and, I'm, of course, I'm tearing it up as hard as I can go. We're barely moving. And all of a sudden, pitch dark, but this beaver comes up right beside the kayak. And, I mean, it smacks its tail in the water. And if you guys... Did you know it was a beaver? Well, no, we didn't. We didn't, but we figured it out. And the water's probably five feet deep, but this thing comes up right beside us. And when I say right beside us, I mean as close. I mean it is next it to the between, between my leg. Between did it brush you? It brushed my yeah, leg. Yeah, it brushed his leg, yeah. and it goes, wham! I mean, just smacks its tail on the water. We freak out. We just jump in the water. Like, okay, it's five feet deep. <laughs> yeah. We've improved our situation right, here. We happen to be in the deepest freaking hole on the whole place. So it went over your waders. 
Well, it's close. Yeah, top, top of the waiters. Yeah. It, it got in the Top mind. of the yeah. waiters. But we hear this go. We hear this noise. He goes boom, 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 boom. Well, it was our bow sliding across the plastic <laughs> kayak, drops down in the water. So we're standing. All, these bows are at the bottom of the creek now. Bottom of the creek. <laughs> My brand new bow. Pitch dark, and there's this angry. I mean. If you would have heard him smack the water, he's angry. This angry beaver that does not want us in his area. And we got to, like, what are we going to do? And I'm almost like, the hell with the bows. That's how we're, I we're clawing. We're clawing on this 12-foot bank. I mean, we're just, what do we do? We're getting attacked. I mean, my, my waders are filling up. My bow's at the bottom of this river. I'm like, the hell with it. Let's go. Well, anyway, so we calm down a little bit. I'm like, okay, it's a beaver. I don't know that they've ever killed a human being. Like, if you look at... All the people that ever died in the history of people this that have died. This would be that one moment that it happened. Though. I don't, yeah, I don't, well, because we're stupid. <laughs> I don't know if there's ever been, like, a death certificate that says um, beaver killed you. So I don't know that it's <laughs> well, ever happened. No, it's technically. <laughs> so we calm down just a little bit. We take the paddle. We wade out there. Boom, we hit a bow. Okay, well, we got to scoop this thing up. So we scoop up one bow. We scoop up the other bow. We, we... scoop up his bow first, of course. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to go. Then he was ready to go. Then he was ready to go. After that, I'm ready to go. ready, Joe? Let's his go. pulsar. <laughs> hey, I'm still hunting with the same bow. So anyway, we find our bows. We get on there. And I'm not joking. I don't, I don't know the exact terminology. I don't know exactly how he phrased it. But I can tell you right now, Joe let me know in no uncertain terms, we would not be doing that again. <laughs> right. Like, hey, you know what? I don't care if there's a Boone and Crockett times 10 back there. It doesn't right. matter to me. Like, hunting shouldn't be this hard. So figure it out. We, we should not be going this, First this off, deep. we're spending money on this lease right. that we're dropping the canoe off into. Right. And then going off into federal ground. What are uh -huh. we doing here? And then there's a parking lot down on federal ground that <laughs> right. would have got us there like a whole lot <laughs> A whole lot easier, like a whole lot Which quicker. Which we found the next year uh, parking lot. <laughs> but I tell you what, that's part of the learning process. I mean, it was good memories. You can't, you can't replace that. <laughs> well, it certainly got a lot easier now the way the way we're doing things, right? Well, as you get older, it seems like things get easier. All right. A lot of ladder stands and food plots. Food plots. We we've learned, I guess. The technology's gotten better, obviously. Yeah. We still haven't had a whole lot of luck with leases, though. No, no. that's true. No. No. That is true. Although Joey did this year. He can't complain. Craig and I didn't have much luck. <laughs> yeah, no complaints from me. Yeah, killed Double D's buck. Yep, Double D 12. The Double actually. D 12 this year. That was your buck. That was my buck. I know. That was my buck. We had Craig's 8, oh, we'll Joe's 9, and Double D's 12. Joe's 9. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this this place we leased in Southern Illinois, a great area. I mean, really great area. Um, we know a couple guys over there. Or I know a, a, one guy over there who's on. Yeah, a it's right on the it's right on the show. right on the border of Saline and Gallatin County. That's yeah. a really good area. Really, really Big good bucks. area. Um, and the place we have, I mean, it's it's a nice farm. It's just not really it's enough hard. for the three of us. It's, it's hard, hard to hunt. hunt. It's hard to hunt going through that big field, but and the wind, you know, it's a predominant. You know, during November you're going to get a November wind, and the wind is just blowing straight up the mountain, and yeah. you're just constantly getting picked off. I've never been picked off as much as I, I had right. on that farm. If you're hunting in the morning, you're pushing deer off the field. If you're hunting in the evening, the wind's blowing up to them, and they're, they're not going to come down. Yeah, yeah. It's just a whole so it was it was really really tough. I think but... we'd know that before we started, but before we, well, before we I mean, leased it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you're thinking, I'm thinking about, it's a great area. 
You know the who knows what might, right. might happen. Who I'm, knows what could happen? Even how they travel the farm. I mean, they can go. They can travel the woods. You know, long right. way. You know, you don't, you don't know. And they, I mean, go, was, they were going laterally too. Yeah, they weren't they just were, going. We were pulling from a pretty big area, north to south, south to north. They but did we a, got nothing all summer. No, until which we didn't even go over there. We just decided. We this hadn't even bought our Illinois bow tag. That's yet. true. Well, we weren't even for sure we were going to buy a bow tag. Right. We were just, you know, That's we already applied for our gun tag, so we had that. But we thought, you know what? It's November. Let's go over there and see, see what we up. have. We had cameras up everywhere. Had our Browning trail cameras up everywhere. And, I had uh, better pictures at here in Missouri. Right. Right behind your house. Yeah. Yep. But we checked the we checked that one camera that we had over the scrape in the corner of the little food plot. Yeah. Um. Where I broadcast those turnips, which turned out really well. Yeah, but they did. We had that. Uh, the first one we pulled up was that was that eight pointer, I think. As we're clicking through these pictures, they had like Craig eight. four or five hundred. <laughs> right, yeah. So it had a pretty nice eight pointers. Like, oh, Craig, that's a hundred eighteen inches. <laughs> that's my wheelhouse. Yeah, he, he might have been pushing Pope and Young, maybe. <laughs> well, but considering what we had out there, we didn't have anything over a hundred inches. No, to that's that point. True. So this one looked like. You look we like a booner. Yeah, we got at least we got something to hunt. Once here. again, the reason why we weren't going to get a bow tag. I mean, it was right. Like, wow. Right. It was that bad. Awesome. Nothing here. It was that bad. But the landowner told us that. Well, I guess he bought it last fall. And, and put he had some cameras, cameras up. Out. Yeah. yeah. He, did have and some he said, good picks. "I got some good bucks yeah. on camera." So we thought, well, maybe it's a. We got a ton of does. We got a ton of does on. Big Shawnee woods behind it. Right. And so the problem thought, well, maybe is, the bucks and in Illinois, you know, I mean, legally, you cannot put mineral out or any kind of little licking area to get some good picks so right. you, you're really just kind of hoping, hoping for walks. the best one one walks through or you gotta you know you set up, oh, a we mock finally scrape. Put up the mock scrape yeah, is and where that's, we finally got that's what it. helped us that's yeah. what that's or what got made it happen. the buck so we got the craig's eight which i'll put that one on craig right away and craig's like oh yeah, i'll take it is that, is that the, one? the one i ended up killing wasn't craig's eight so what was one. what was that one called <laughs> little, little bitty eight <laughs> That was yeah. little eight. Actually, that was Joe's number two buck. Oh, it's was supposed it? to be Joe's. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Was that my number one shooter buck? No, no, no. We had number nine. So then oh, that nine right. pointer he wasn't showed bad. up. I killed in he a was... pinch, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 On a, on a That's bad how bad day? it was. That's how bad it was. We got to about a hunt. The biggest buck we got was that 115 inch eight pointer. We're like, well, he'll do in a pinch, I guess. So yeah. they got the name Pinch. We started That's calling right. him Pinch. That's right. But we got the nine pointer. So we had Craig's eight, flipped through the pictures, got Craig's eight, flipped through the more pictures, and we got Joe's nine. It was mid one thirty. So yeah, yeah, we got decent deer. We got Craig's eight pushing maybe maybe one twenties, mid one twenties at the most. <laughs> we got Joe's nine pushing one thirty. Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah, early one thirties. And then we got the picture. And it was Double D's buck. That's right. The Double yeah. D 12. The Double D 12. Big mainframe 12 point. We it, couldn't tell how many the brow tines, really. We just knew it was a mess down there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just heavy and tall. and. It's, it's funny when you're the chief hunter how you get to name That's right. Deer. That's right. Double D's 12. Double D's 12. You know what's funny? Yeah. We're going home that day when he, when he got the picture, and I still wasn't sold on getting the tag. <laughs> He'd already t- he, the thing is, he did it himself. He talked me out of it. I'm like, he's... Pretty much, we pretty much said oh, we're not going to bow hunt in Illinois because there's no there's no deer. Well, that's why farm. we went over. They said we're only going to bow hunt if we get and we got one a really like, big well, buck. He called it, so I'm still not buying a tag. <laughs> <laughs> so double D's twelve, and I instantly guessed. 
I thought well, you said one sixty seven. Yeah, I said one sixty seven is what I guessed. Looking Seriously, at the trail you camera said that? picture. Yeah, yeah. It is. yeah. It, you were within one inch of the guess. Yeah. But yeah. it was funny because you called it double D's twelve and I was all about that because I I'm thinking, okay, anybody that's gonna be that way, like it's not gonna go that way. So I'm like, yeah, let's <laughs> yes, do let's that. Let's call it that. That's right. the name. Right. It never works out, does it? Nope. Right. Yeah, well, I kept my in mouth my shut. life it never does. I kept my right. mouth shut too, man, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So we went over that was that would have been early November. Like I don't know what day was that. Probably third, no, fourth, th- what? third or fourth. When we got the first pick. I don't know, early November when we went over there oh, to yeah. check them. How yeah. many picks did so we get we during that season? Got, I don't know, a dozen pictures, but he was on every, every single camera, camera yeah, he was. that we had. Every camera. Every single you camera. He showed up. As well, right? right. He showed yeah. up. But it was all nighttime. No daytime picks. Yeah, and there was no daytime. Nope. Nope. The closest we got to daylight was uh, like an hour and a half after sunset. Yeah. That was the closest we got on that mock scrape. The mock scrape. But he was all over. Yeah. Over on the, where you hunted every time in the evening? Yeah. Your spot, pretty double much. D spot. Yeah. Where we got the most spot pictures. The double D twelve. Basically, no, the best actually, we, got, we actually got more pictures in the center down the logging road. Oh, Joe's spot. Oh, Joe's yeah. spot. Yeah, <laughs> Joe's spot that I hung his stand for him. I told him to hang his stand right here, and you'll have a shot at him. <laughs> but after we hung the stand, you weren't satisfied with that spot, were you? What we on Joe's spot? Yeah, we hung that stand about six feet off the ground. Oh, yeah. No, it was nine. No, that's nine another feet. story. Was it nine? That's another story. No, that's a, as you get older, you don't want to get as high. I right. know. Bones no, are brittle. Hey, listen. I, I'll tell you right now. That, that stand was way too low. That's what almost cost me that deer. I still believe that. Yep. Yeah. Right. Well, for sure cost you not getting it on film. For sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we for had sure. this completely. So, Joey. Yeah. Thanks for the criticism. Sorry, right. Greg. So we decided that we're going to go buy our Illinois tags now. We've got a potential booner. So I was going home free and clear, not going to spend any money. Next thing I know, we're, we're at Rural King, where that place is called. Is that what it's called? Rural King, on the way home. Yeah. Not only do we tags. get the freaking tag, but I buy a stand as well. He talks me into a stand. You can't walk out of a store or walk out of his office without spending 150 bucks. You can't. So you started, you didn't hunt. I was this hunting place. in Pulaski. No, I was you hunting, hunting in Pulaski. You were hunting in Pulaski. So as soon as that was like, as soon as you named it Diddy's Buck, I'm like, well, You're I'm, gone. I'm done. I'm out. There's only one deer on that farm, and it ain't going to happen. So I'm going <laughs> to hunt my normal farm that I But you had several good bucks on no, the cameras, did. which is... I did. When we only had that one really good one. That was the first time we got a good pick over there. So right. yeah, I wasn't hunting with you well, guys. Well, no, what it was is you had, to, you, you, couldn't, you had to work the first couple days that Joey and I went over yeah. there. So Joey and I started hunting it. And picks, like November, picks were showing up. Though. Picks were showing up. November yeah. six, November seven. We hung your stand. We hung. We already had the stand hung over the turnips. Yeah, right. Yeah, we had yeah. hung all the stands. So well, we I hung that one stand in the um, in that wood strip where we seen a lot of rubs. Yeah, and a I lot was of there scrapes. that day. So yeah, we hung, so we hung the stand. That's stands. the day we got the pictures. We got the, the pictures and we brought stands with yeah, us. That's what it was. That's right. So I hung one in that strip. Yeah, because it's a travel corridor from the woods across the road. And what's that river that runs through? The Saline River. The Saline River? Yeah. Right. The Saline River. So I hang a stand there. We hang mine. And instantly I knew. I was like, this is the worst spot. You know, I'm already giving it up. Yeah, I was glad you picked that spot. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know you were. I know you were. Hey, are. you had first pick, man. That's what you said. You No, wanted. I didn't say I had first All pick. All I said we was I wanted stands. to be somewhere up in the bigger hills. Right. And you can go anywhere you want, but... I want to make sure I'm up somewhere up there. Well, we all three. Re- yeah, well, we were going to. We yeah. all three could have got up there. We but could've. I thought, you know what? I'm thinking to myself, we all don't need to be 
up there. Well, at the same time, I mean, honestly, your thoughts, time. if we didn't, before we knew the travel of all the vehicles, your your thoughts were good. I yeah. mean, the fact that that was a good pinch point right there, right. connecting two big blocks right. of timber, it makes sense. But what we didn't realize, because we didn't know the farm, was the fact that there's a ton of you know traffic right through there. Right. And that's why I think that spot was not what you thought it was going to be. Right. Right? Would you, yeah, would I you think so. That? Well, leading up to the day you killed yours. So we hung your stand right off that logging road that where we got the majority of that buck traveling. Yeah. So your stand's probably what? Probably 100, 100, 100 yards from 20 yards. the edge of the field. Yeah. All right. So hang your stand, and then we go hang Craig's stand on the far end. And we knew Joey had never hunt Craig's stand because it was. Oh, I guarantee that. No, it was 30 <laughs> feet up, and it was. A baker? <laughs> no, it was 30 <laughs> feet up, and it was on a mountain already. It felt like right. it was 60 feet up. Yeah. Although with that rope, I, I think I might have done it. You know, they, whatever you call those lifeline ropes. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that now, by yeah. the way. I'm all in on that. So Joe and I start hunting it, hunting, and the first day wasn't the first day you killed. No, right? first day we didn't. Day three, yeah, we didn't have well, much. Second day we didn't. We saw some deer. I saw some deer. Yeah, we saw some deer, but nothing. I just kept all these deer in the mornings were blowing behind me. Right, you know the wind. The, the wind. wind. We had really bad wind. That was the problem. I have never first heard two days. the amount of deer blow like they did in this area that we were at. It was unbelievable. Right. So the third day. We're hunting that morning. Craig, you were working still. You were going to join us the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep, I think so. You were going to come in that night, and That's then right. we're going to hunt the next day. So uh, I'm hunting that morning. November 7th. November 7th, and it gets to be about, I don't know, 930 or so. And I'm hunting pretty close to the neighbor's property, um, maybe not far, 20 yards off the line. But all the, you know, I'm looking for all the activity in front of me. I'm hunting the wind, basically. i got to get on the other side of this line. But anyways, I see the neighbor. It's a big, long field, and he's probably 300, 400 yards away. He comes out of the woods on his four-wheeler. And then I thought, okay, no big deal. Well, then he comes back in on his four-wheeler. I thought, well, maybe he killed something out there. And then he comes back out riding through Good the field Lord. on his four-wheeler at 930. That's then done. he comes back in again, and here comes a truck, and they park right in the middle of the field. So we were texting back and forth, right? And I'm like, I'm just like, I'm ready to get some biscuits. And gravy. <laughs> That's right. So, yes. so, but at this point, all this moving, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to move my stand because I'm not hunting here again. There's too much going on in this field mm-hmm. beside me. So I told Joe, I told you, yeah. Well, you said, well, I'll get down and help you. I was like, no, it's don't worry about it. Just keep hunting. And I'll take this stand down. I'll move it. It'll take an hour for me to move it to where I want to. And uh, then we'll go. Then we'll yeah. go do something. Well, in that little time, you. That's when everything happened. That's when made, everything happened. Yeah. Made history. Yeah. It was uh, actually, it was about 1030. So it was, you text me, what, 945? 945 said I was so going to take my stand down. It'll take me an hour. And I, I just. After talking to you, I made the decision just to stay. And yeah, ten thirty. I'm looking, so I'm looking due north into the hundred yards away from me is a is an uncut bean field. So it's a bean field standing beans. Probably fifty acres. Yeah, fifty acre field. 40, yeah, something 50 like acre. that. Yeah. yeah. And all I see is a deer running right towards me, kind of bee bobbing through. You'd the seen beans. some deer that morning. I'd seen too. a bunch. That's kind of another reason why I did. I was kind of good staying because I'd seen seven, eight deer and a couple small bucks. 
and they were out in front of me, which was beautiful because if deer are in front of me, they won't smell me. So they were kind of laterally running, but you know, along the along the bean field. So that movement was great. If it was behind me, it sucked. But this is all in front of me. So I see this deer running. You know, I can't, I can't tell you how. You know, I didn't know what it was. It was 300 yards away, but it just kept coming because I could see down the logging road in front of me. So I could see the opening. The There's still field. a lot of trees and a lot of yeah, foliage t- still in there. Right, but I could see this one opening. So and it what, just 7,500 yards off the bean field? About 100, about 120 yards mm-hmm. off. It cuts into that opening, this deer, and I still don't know what it is. It cuts into the opening and makes a hard right, but kind of towards where you were at. Mm-hmm. Of course, you were further out. You would have never saw it. So I would have never saw it. No, he would have went to... Yeah, he the, wasn't coming to you. No. He was going... He was just going to go back up, you know. He was probably going to cut the edge of that south. turnip field. And then head and south. And head up. Yeah, wow. head up. So he cuts the corner, and has, as he cuts the corner, the lights shine on his beams. And all. I, and I still don't know what it is, but I see that it's a buck. That's all I know. I don't know if it's a good buck or what. I just see beams. And I immediately grab my grunt tube, and I hit it one time, just as loud as I could go, and he just locks up. Is he in the bean field or in the woods? No, he's yet? in the woods. He's okay. on the edge of the woods, but he's, he's already, I mean, he's a good 150 yards away from me. But it's really quiet that day, no wind. And um, I lock him up. I hit it one more time, and he looks... Right in my direction, I hit it one more time, and he makes a beeline to me on a string. I mean, and he's not walking. He's, like, trotting. So now I'm getting the can. So think about this. We sell film all these hunts, and which sucks, honestly, because it's super hard. Right. It's the hardest thing to do. I mean, it, first off, killing a big, mature whitetail is the hardest thing on the planet. But to kill a big whitetail... With the camera going is well, almost only, yeah. impossible. Well, with the camera going, but then on top of that, self-videoing it. Yeah, Not to exactly. mention you're on a piece of property you've only been on four times. Right, yeah. It's, it's next to impossible. It and I'm not making excuses, but it's just hard. If you've ever done it or if you're thinking about doing it, uh, do it. More power to you. It's a ton of fun, but it's crazy hard. So this deer's coming in on a string, and he's kind of trotting in. So I'm I'm not even looking. That's the sad part. So you mess all that good stuff because right. I can't focus on the deer I'm turning the camera on. I'm, uh, you know, I'm getting my, position. I'm putting, I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting position around, put the grunt tube up. I'm getting everything set. I got my bow, which is great. It's on a hanger, so it's right above my camera. But the damn camera takes a little bit to come on. So I right. get that on, I start recording, and he is at that moment 10 yards in front of me, but behind this big tree and a bunch of brush. Well, you're also dealing with the tree or, uh, we say, we put your stand in. Because you, you, you only put it eight feet up, so the, <laughs> right. fork, the fork in the tree is real right. thick. So it's it's a it's a tree that splits at the base. It's it a does. Double, it's a double, double trunk. It's a double trunk tree. And I'm not eight. I'm about 15, but it's still too low. That That's my 12. problem. I'd say 12. Yeah, probably 13. 12. I, it's a great th- gun spot. Right. That's not even good for gun. It's good for kids. There you go. It's good for 12 and under. Kids, women who are scared of heights. Yes. <laughs> Including me. I've gotten pitiful in my older age. Okay, so anyway, so he locks up at 12 yards, 10 yards. And I try to, it happens so fast. He locks up. Now, did you be at him or he just. No, 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 not yet. He just so when, when we say B, that's Joey's stop call. Yeah, so that's a lot my of, stop call. A lot, of, a lot of stops like mine is. Beep. And that's, that's Craig's. Beep. Joey is. It's B. <laughs> Like the letter B, but you gotta like hold them when you when you do it. He learned that from yeah. that deer at um, Illinois yeah. way back when in the swamp. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> that actually, he didn't stop. That actually comes back to Duck Creek, man. It all comes full circle. If I right. would have, you know, if I would have beat at the one at Duck Creek and the one in Illinois, yeah. 
Back with Derek, yeah. Right. So, I mean, I'm telling you, the bee has killed me a lot of deer. <laughs> it has. You got to hold them and just scream it. That's the way it works. <laughs> got to hear it. That's, that's the way it works. Anyway, so this deer's coming in. He doesn't really stop, but what happens, he does stop just for a second, but he comes in, and I got the camera. And here's the thing. He was going to, the way he was positioned, he was going to walk right in front of my stand, right on the long road, 10 yards. So I already set the camera, which is what you do when you're kind of self-filming a lot. You anticipate. You anticipate where he's going to be. And so I anticipated him being in front of me, so I had that all ready to go. And when he locks up back there, I'm like, holy crap. I see him stick his head straight up, and I know that the game's over. He's he smelt me. It's it down, So where we're at, we're hunting. It's a big bottom, and so it's just constantly swirling down Big hill there. behind you. Big hill behind me. So mm-hmm. you never really get that great of consistent win. And he stuck his head up. I knew it was over. And that moment, is, which is what you see in the video, because all you see, and you've seen it, Derek, right. is you see his legs... And he comes to that point, and he just takes off. Right. And he takes off because he smells me. And so my positioning of the camera is completely wrong. Now, keep in mind also, like they said, this is a V tree. So it's, there, there's a big V in the tree. So I luckily was able to... So here's basically what happened. He takes off. I said, the hell with the camera at that point. This is the I've seen the deer now. I see how big it is. You didn't I know think, it was double these 12. I didn't know it was double these 12. I just knew that it was a hell of a big deer. If it was double these 12, would you would you have passed? I might have passed. No. <laughs> For Derek, I probably would have passed. Chief Hunter. Biggest deer I've seen. And so what I do basically is just instinct. I pull my bow back. I lift my... I pull my bow back. I lift my left arm all the way up because Straight I have to up. get through the V. Straight up. So the V is only, what is oh, the spread only, of your gap where your, where your stand is? 14 inches, 12, 14 inches. Yeah. So I have to pull my bow back on this side, take my left arm all the way up, get through, the, get through it. And as I'm doing all this, I'm being the crap out of this guy. <laughs> I hit him, well, you've heard the video. I've hit him, what, like how many five times? Four, times? Five times. And he wouldn't stop. That's why I kept doing it. <laughs> and the last one, I really held on tight. And, <laughs> Give and us get, an example. <laughs> I gave him a good, me. <laughs> <laughs> loud as I could go, loud as I could go, he and he, I locked him up. I locked him up, and when I pulled back, I still had some brush, so I had to kind of lean down. I leaned down probably five or six inches. I didn't kneel down, but I leaned, you know, bent my back as much as I could, and just had one opening, squeeze one off, and and you know, you seen the knock. I seen that, and I had lighted knocks, and I seen that the positioning was perfect, left to right, but I felt in my gut I was low. You know, I mean, I I. I seen it. I felt like it went in, and then he took off, and it looked like you know I kind of see where he went. But you, we've all been there when you have that moment. You're like, oh crap, did I just mess that deer? What happened? Right. I, I tell you, when you squat, you change that angle. It, Are you sure? It, sure. It, it it's it messes with and you. And plus, he was on complete. You know, he was. Was he, he was eye on level? Edge. Was he eye level? No, yeah. he was a no. No, he was still, still a little bit. He was still a little bit below me. Yeah, a little bit. You've seen the angle. You saw and right. the brush back there. That's the, the brush. Thing about yeah. It. I didn't clear any shooting lanes back there at all because we you don't anticipate you're ever going to get a yeah. shot back, especially b- behind that tree between the I mean, feet. he's getting out of the way, right? I mean, he's running, getting away he's from gone. you because he smelled you. So he was 35 yards. Looking back now, he was 35 yards, and I shot him for 30, and I hit him low. Low, plus you were squatted a little bit. Squatted a little but bit. But you, you didn't know exactly where you hit him. No. But seeing him, he was running through there. And it looked like you thought he was stumbling. It did seem like he was stumbling. Right. Yeah. When he took off, I saw him like fifty yards, and then he, you know, he cut over that hillside. I, right. I so I get him. the text. You send me the text, and did you come out? I think I uh, did. I went look at the out. arrow. You I went looked, and looked at the all arrow. All I did was look at the arrow. Covered and it was in blood. Completely covered in blood. Covered in blood. So 
that you got come me out and we looked at the footage. Of course, we saw his feet yeah. and belly. So. I think we got a little bit of his belly, of belly cutting yeah. through the frame. And then you hear Joey, bee, bee, stopping him on the fifth one. At finally. least five times. Yeah. So you saw right. the video. You're thinking, okay. I saw, I listened to the video. Chief Hunter watched it. He's thinking, okay, he's killed a six-pointer. He's got a four-pointer. <laughs> yeah, right. that's true. Right. Well, after he Joey's history. All right, so we'll go back to. <laughs> oh, here we go again. Go back to. <laughs> Our early days hunting in Illinois. This was when, you know, we started hunting together. The three of us started hunting together. When I jumped on the lease, on your current lease that you have that you're hopefully going to purchase here soon. But So I jumped in on that lease, and Joey texted me at like 2 in the afternoon. We just got set up. I just got everything set up. The camera and everything. We just started filming. I'm a killer. Yeah. And then Joey texted, oh, I just killed it. Just killed a giant. I was like, really? He's like, Pope and Young, easy. I was like, really? Good brows. I was like, you want me to get down now? He's like, nah, don't get down. I said, just keep hunting. I was like, are you sure? I'll get down. Okay, get down. Get down. Let's go get him. <laughs> so, so we go get him and a little bit of shrinkage. Little, but he was, but I, you know, you saw he was him. A, I know it yeah, he was an eight-pointer. He was an eight-pointer. He was an eight-pointer. Yeah, one, no, he was 115-ish. No, he was 118 and some change. 118, there we go. Yeah. There we go. Right, so, I get the text. So, but back it was a to this shot, 40 yard right. shot. Money. money. Right through a hole, small hole. Yeah, yeah. Little window. Money shot. Little, little, yeah. yeah. So, back <laughs> to this eight. fall. Yeah, back to this fall. So, I get the text and Joey's monster. So, I think, okay. Here we go. He probably again. shot Craig's eight. So, I was like, good. Or, Double or maybe pinch. Still out there. Yeah, or pinch. Because pinch. What are you spouting off? I'm not. I'm not. I'm on your side. I'm on your side. So. We go back, and I'm thinking, okay, well, I'll at least see the footage and see how big he is. Well, no footage. Yeah, that's But, bad. so we listened to the footage, and it sounded like it sounded like a cavity shot, like a lung shot. You hear that? Rip. Yeah, the pop. That thwack. You know what I mean? You can just hear that sound. You hear, you, you've shot him in the shoulder before, and it's a hard, yeah. loud, but this was like that soft tissue. Rip. Rip. Yeah. Right. So, like, okay, that sounded good. Joey's telling us that. He was stumbling. You know, he said the the arrow's covered in blood. Saw him stumbling. So I thought, okay, everything sounds like a good double lung hit. Who knows? Heart hit, possibly. You never know. He said he was stumbling, and then he disappeared. What? Only, what'd you say? Not far out of... No, 50 yards. 50 yeah. yards, he disappeared. So, uh, but we still go have breakfast. Got yep. our biscuits and gravy, which I was looking for that anyways. So anyway, I- just, just so you guys, I'm hunting a different farm, so I get a text. All right, no one tells me this deer's big. Okay, yeah. They're like, hey, well, we're still not sure though. I mean, no, I know you're not sure. You're not sure yet. But I get, I get this text. Hey, Joe shot one this morning. I'm like, all right, that's great. It's awesome. It's like, hey, come over and help us. Let's, 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 let's find this thing. All right, I'm like, okay. So this is a two hour drive probably from where I'm hunting. I'm like, oh, all right, it's fine. And then, then I get this text that says, hey, by the way, there's this bar in Harrisburg. It's it's awesome. Like, I mean, awesome. The food is amazing. It's just great atmosphere. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm going. <laughs> that that right. was that. Right. So no That's one tells me. Right? It did sell me on it because no one told me. No one told me. No one said, hey, I think it's a good deer. So we, we get to the bar that night. You guys, you guys got more story to tell. But we get to the bar that night. And the bar is awesome, by the way. It is awesome. <laughs> so food's great. And then Joe starts talking about how big this deer is. I'm like, you guys didn't even sell me on how big the deer is. You sold me on this bar. And this what got me. <laughs> we have to get the alcoholic. <laughs> right. Right, right. So anyway, that's my, that's my part of it. But go ahead. So, so yeah, before that, so Joey and I decided 
we were gone a couple hours for breakfast by yeah. the time we drove to town, come back. Um, it's after one. It's after one. Yeah, it's after one. So we decide, let's go check it out. We go check it out, and blood is just everywhere. So this, I've never seen this much blood. You didn't even get to see how much mm. blood there was, but it was it's unbelievable amount right. of blood. You thought he was stumbling yeah. through the woods, and so these woods are, they've been cut. They've, you know, they've taken the logs out. So there's straight tree tops a, everywhere. A lot of tree tops. Super, super thick. Steep. steep going steep straight up ahead. Very Rocky, steep. steep. Right. Heading, heading towards deep, shiny forest. Right. Yeah. So we're following the blood. The amount of blood is just... It's unreal. I I've mean, never it's as thick as any blood, blood I've ever yeah. seen. And he goes into these treetops, and it's so, I mean, you can't see down in there until you get in there. We think, oh, he's got to be laying in there, you know. So we get through this treetop. Well, he made it through somehow. We go. He goes into the next one. He's, like, he's got to be in here. There's no way he's going uphill can get through this. We go to the next one, and we went through like four treetops. And you can see where he would stop, and when he stopped for a second, it would just be a pile of blood. Right. So we're thinking, you know, which it felt like we went a long way, but it was so thick it just took us and so long. And you're going long. straight up. We're going straight yeah. up. Distance-wise, you're probably talking up. 100 yards, but it, it took right. you 250, 300 just it to get felt, to that spot. It felt like more than 100. Right. And then behind it is the public woods. Yeah. And it's just big timber, just... Clear. You can clear, see forever. Yeah. Clear. Right. Wide open. Right. So we get to the edge of our lease. And at that point, we can really see. We're sitting there thinking we should stop and just come back, right? Yeah, we were at that time. Yeah, At that right. time. But we thought there was kind of one little corner or rock we wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get to here. And so that way we can... That's what it was. We wanted to see around this rock to see if he's possible. I think right. we were actually even mapping on some different, you know, apps, that spot. We were marking spots. Getting ready to yeah. leave. Yeah. yeah, we were getting ready to leave, marking yeah. some spots. Because you guys wanted me to come over, go to the bar, and then the next morning, you just have me there for that, right? Right. Well, well yeah, no, well, that was... That came a little bit, a little bit later. That came a little but, later, right. Yeah. yeah, we thought we were going to celebrate. <laughs> that was the plan. That was the plan. But we, we, we walked another 10 yards, yeah. just so we could see kind of around this rock and corner, and... Joey's got his head down, looking at blood, or possibly you're mapping. I, I think, think you I was, were, yeah. You're punching in the coordinates, and I look up the hill on top of the mountain. It's literally, I mean, it's as steep as Colorado, yeah. Where we're walking, it yeah. just doesn't go as far. But we get yeah. up to this mountain, and there's a giant rock at the top, and I see a buck stand up, turn around, and take off. <laughs> and I just, was he stumbling at all? Could you tell? I couldn't tell, but I had the camera running. I was running the camera, and you can just hear me say. Oh my God, he's a monster. Yeah, he's a blank monster. And right, he's a blank monster. And Joey's like, "What? What did you say? How big was he?" I was like, "He was a monster." And I didn't want to tell Joe how big he was, but I think you heard me under my voice. I did. It was just yeah. instinct. I was like, "Oh my God, he's a monster." And he takes off, and I—they always look bigger right from behind, line. right, yeah. running away. Yeah. And you kept thinking. I think he's double D's 12. I think yeah. he's that 12-pointer. I always thought that. And when I saw him run away, I was like, I think he's bigger than that. Because it just looks so big running away. Wall of times. Yeah. Right. So, at that point. That's why. That's why. I mean, you think about back to, like, Dongola. Maybe you guys were hunting 120 inch. Or you just didn't know. You didn't know. Right. <laughs> right. Except for my 180. Exactly. Yeah. So, Joey is, I mean, we're like. We're dejected. Oh, I'm, I'm just You're dying. sick. You're I'm, sick. You're absolutely sick. Yeah. How many hours have passed since you shot 
four, five, ten thirty, and um, we about started. Three. Yeah, about three. By the time we yeah. got to where we jumped him, about. And you know, three. You, a lot of people, you, you can hindsight, you can coach no. this thing to death, but the truth is, I felt like we did everything we needed to do the proper way because the amount of the blood. because the amount of blood. If there wouldn't have been that much blood, we would have backed down. We gave it a, two or three hours, and the blood was unbelievable. But I think we did end up, you can make mistakes and you can screw up, but if you can stop making mistakes mm-hmm. and start over, right. you can still save the day. And that's what we did. We stopped making mistakes. We stopped right as soon as, well, really what we You get one mistake. Yes. You don't get right. two. No, you don't. I was thinking possible liver hit based on the amount of blood because you get a ton of blood yeah. and it'll take six hours it for them to die It just wasn't that day dark. But Sing, I was just thinking. Single lung or like that too. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, right. that's kind of I was just thinking yeah. that. The, when you talked about you saw him stumbling, I was like, "Well, he's got to be laying here." But, and you just see the next tree, the next thicket treetop, and you're thinking, "Well, it's just right there. Yeah. Let's, he's got to be laying right there." But we should have stopped as soon as we got out. But anyways, we jumped him, we backed out. Craig met us at the bar. I got it's drunk. Good. <laughs> it's a good bar. Right. I was so. Uh-huh. You just you're dejected, you know. Right. I mean, the biggest animal you've ever been in front of, and and you feel like maybe you screwed it up. But we go back the next day. Well, yeah, picked I mean, up the trail. And also, when I got there, you guys—I mean, you guys were. Well, you Derek got me back up. You I guys mean, were a little bit down when I got there, but you start talking about the size of the animal, how much blood there was. I'm like, guys, the, the animals don't bleed right. that much if it's what you say. Yes, you know, and I and I had just the year before I had shot a deer single lung with a shotgun. And I'm not kidding, I gave it five hours, and when I went to go get it, Still it, it stood up. I mean, so, yeah. you know, I'm just like, this deer's going to die, so we're we're good here. So, anyway. So, yeah, so we go back the next day, and the thing we were concerned about was no blood. Right? Yeah, because typically when they jump out of that first bed, they bed that, and they're bedded, and they yeah. jump, it's you, not you good. lose blood. Yeah, you guys saw it take off running. So, I mean, to me, when I was there, so I'm starting where it starts running, and we go through a pine thicket. And I don't know if you guys know pine needles. They don't show blood real well. We're going through this pine thicket. And, yeah, we're we're slow going. But I'm like, okay, there's a drop. There's a drop. Right. There's but a drop. But I wasn't real concerned. I wasn't either. To me, that's I was. A, to I me, was. You were. To me, that's a lot of blood when you're in. I mean, if you ever follow a deer over a plowed field, it is hard. But you didn't get to see what the blood was the day before. No, I know. But you guys are like, there's not much blood. I'm like, okay, we're in a pine thicket. And you just, it soaks up. You don't Plus he's see. running. Yeah, yeah, he's running. So I'm like, I'm thinking this deer's, in my opinion, I'm like, okay, this. Well, the good th- if this yeah. deer's running, it's done. Because based on how much blood you guys said, I mean, so, you know, I would say maybe the worst case, we're looking for a, not even a minute. We're finding the next one. Okay, we're finding right. the next one. You know, and we're you st- could also see its tracks. I mean, in yeah. the pine. I mean, it That's was true. That's right. Knocking that up. But yeah. Well, we get through that pine thicket. and It opened back up again, know, did it? It opened back, back up. Back in the hardwoods. And you then guys you- kept looking and. I spotted him for at least a couple minutes before you guys did down in the hill. Oh, you got the camera going. Played it out, yeah. And and you haven't seen that yet. I wish I did bring my camera because you could play it right now. But that scene of Craig and I kind of down on all fours, Mm -hmm. really digging in, looking for the blood. And you, you know, you're running the camera watching us. Then you pan over to the deer and then you pan back to us (laughs) and see see our reaction when... When We're I like, finally what? said, I was like, I just can't let you look anymore. Yeah. It's like, look down the hill. <laughs> it's so pathetic. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. But yeah, but it's a great buck. 168 and 4 eighths. Is that what it was? 167. 167 and 4 So You're right on the guess. Oh, and I guessed 167 from the get go. Yeah. You're yeah. right on it, man. Yep. You know, yeah. what was different on your guess is it wasn't, the beams weren't as long as you thought. 
but it had more mass than you had anticipated. Right. I believe that was the trade-off. Did so. you? What, what, what about the, uh, was there four extra points, scoreable points? That is true. There right, was, so yeah. mainframe 12, and each brow time had two kickers coming off. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like turkey fit. Matter of fact, here. Each side. Let's just show the folks the deer real quick. Why not, right? <laughs> I mean, we're talking can, about it. I can you know, just insert the picture and overlay it. Okay, you can do that. Yeah, I can right, do well, that. Let's just do I that. can tell yeah. you, I mean, it is It is a main frame 12. Great, it is a gorgeous. Great deer. Great yeah, my deer. biggest gorgeous. buck ever. No yep. doubt about it. It's awesome. Yep. Great deer. Yeah, that was fun. Just so, hanging out with you guys and doing, you know, just doing the recovery. Oh. That was a good day. That that goes down. I mean, I had some. I've had some great days. I think the recovery day was better than the actual shooting day of that deer. Well, it was for Joey because you know, we hauled it out. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's yeah, true. we're like a mile and a half back now at this point because it's running eight hundred miles an <laughs> hour. True. So yeah, it was. That at was... least he died on top of the mountain. Well, not quite. We had to go over one. We had to go up one, but then it was all downhill. It was downhill. That was a son of a gun, though, wasn't it? <laughs> I know it's tough running that camera while Craig and I drag it out. <laughs> yeah, we would rotate, so two people would grab the antlers. I was and still then... producing. It's amazing when Derek and I had it. It seemed like Joe would let the time go. It was like a minute, minute and a half. Okay, let's switch. And then when he would grab it, like okay, fifteen seconds go by. Okay, time to switch. <laughs> I feel like I just did this. Craig, you, you and I would talk about it. it's like oh, it's so much easier when we're pulling it. Come on now. <laughs> Uh, but things have gotten easier. Things have gotten easier from where we all started. No, oh, no doubt about no it. No doubt about it. Yeah. You think about those, all those years, those learning experiences. The, I mean, literally. I mean, we're riding a kayak together down this dirty, nasty river, getting attacked by beaver. You know, and you think about how you progress as a hunter and what your perception is. I mean, seriously, your yep. perception of you know, what do I need to do to put myself in a position to be successful? And it changes, and I'm not even there. I'm not even making the, the claim that I'm a, I'm a good hunter, but that process is so enjoyable, you know, and you look back and you're like, I was so stupid. I mean, how could I think that way? I mean, like, how could my brain come to that conclusion? Oh, yeah. And it changes. You know, over time, it's just like, okay, this is, this, is, this is the way I should be doing. This is the things that I should be doing. You find one little thing that works, you know, you find one little thing that works. Like, okay, I can, I can do that. But then you got to expand from there. It's not, it's not a an all or nothing type deal. I mean, I still haven't, I still haven't learned how do I, how do I kill mature deer with my bow and arrow? I'm not there yet. So, it's a process and it's fun. But watching you kill that deer, listening to that story, being a part of it. I mean, I know where you were. I know where you've been. You know, you've, you basically gave up on gun hunting you wanted it to be hard you wanted and you were totally fine i'm i'm putting deer on the wall i'm killing with shotgun in illinois you're saying that's not for me i want to bow hunt and then i see you kill that deer you know near right at boone and crockett and i mean i'm just i'm, I'm pumped for you it just it jacks me up and there's there's nothing better than that appreciate it. it was it was good it was fun a lot of fun a lot of fun yeah so we got something we got things planned this year going to hooker mountain again well, let's talk about that for a minute. First year I went out there with you guys. You guys have been going for a long time. Six yeah. years? Has it been that Five, long? six years? Gun season. We've gun hunted out there. Yeah, 2013. It might be. And you guys basically alternated years. killing every single year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Except, Except last year. Except last year. Yeah, we did. Which we and just I'm, had. I missed a cow last year. Right. So 
Right. It, it would have happened. Yep, so we've, we've killed with gun. We've been out there with bow. You've killed, you know, I've killed a cow with a bow, killed a bull with a bow. You've done the same. So, yeah, it's, it is. Basically, we're alternating. We're, we're rotating. We just had bad luck with weather last year, mid-80s, basically yeah, the entire it was time. I just felt like they weren't there yet. Right, but we still had opportunities. Yeah, you missed no. your cow, and yeah. I blew my opportunity. What? You had, enough, you had a shot, Chief Hunter? Yeah. You had your chance. I had my chance. Well, yeah, you had mountain lions on top of you. I understand. You got rattled. Yeah, that was, well. Was that the same day? No, it was the next day. Okay. Oh. So, yeah. So, it was hot. Mid-80s. We're not seeing elk. This is my first year elk hunting. The previous year, I mule deer hunted and had opportunities to kill mule deer, just not the not the one I was after. I was after. He, had, he was sending me pictures of a, you know, 170s mule deer. So, I was hunting it. Passed a lot of decent mule deer bucks that. You know, waiting for the big one. Well, the big one never showed up, so I ate, I ate my tag. We get into last year, my first year elk hunting, and uh, again, hot, mid-80s, not seeing elk. And uh, I was hunting California Park, one of their properties near California Park in uh, Hayden, Colorado area. We had uh, finally... Had some elk coming. I saw just a couple of cows working their way down. It ended up being, well, a couple of cows walked, come down in a spike that uh, came out to 70 yards out in front of me in this alpha alpha field. Had a buddy with me, Greg Dohan, running the camera. His first time ever running the camera. Um, So I was... Looking at him, I was a little bit distracted, trying to make sure that he he had everything under control, make sure he was operating things correctly. And, you know, first time I've ever had elk in front of me, and I was rattled. I was absolutely rattled. They come out at 70 yards there, and I had a dialer sight, and I dial it into 70. I had a three-pin dialer. So I had it all figured out all summer long. I had it figured out. I dial it in at 60. My top pin's going to be roughly... 52 my bottom pin is going to be 67 so i'm I'm basically have a gap basically a 10 yard gap either way i'll just round it up to 50 and 70 if my middle pin's at 60 and uh cows run down and they ended up hitting a water hole off to my left i can hear them in the water hole and walking by it i told greg i was like man we need to we probably should set up on this water hole but then i can't see the big alfalfa field so we opted not to, and sure enough, they walk down and they dive into the, the water hole. Well, they ended up coming back out, and they're down there at 90 yards or so to my left. And um, there's more elk coming down the mountain. And I'm just trying to figure out which ones are going to get in front of me first. The ones down here to the left, the cow, the calf, and the spike, they started working their way in front of me. So I already had my dialer set on... 60 yards because that's where they come out of the the oak brush in front of me so then i'm thinking okay they're gonna work right up here and i'm gonna point blank so i dial her back down to 30 <laughs> and thinking it's gonna be right here 20 to 40 yards gonna be right in front of me well then the other the other elk started working down the mountain getting closer a lot faster so then i think okay they're gonna come out there at 60 i dial her up to 60 so i'm getting her back and then these, they stop, they hold up. Then the ones that are coming, I'm thinking they're going to come up here close again. I dial her back to 30. I'm just constantly going back and forth. That damn dial. Just getting right. I was rattled. <laughs> that was basically what it is. So and what's your learning point? I mean, what, what would you have done differently in that moment? 
looking back now. Looking back now, I would have just not dialed. left my, not dialed until it was time yeah. to shoot. But again, and that's what you're supposed to do. But I was rattled. You know, I was so nervous just on cows. Again, first time I've ever had elk in front sure. of me. Well, finally, the elk in front of me started working down, and I arranged where one of them was going to come out, and I put it on 70, my middle pin, so my top one 60, my bottom one 80, and then the other one started moving. I moved it one more time, or I thought I did. I thought I moved it, and I didn't. I thought I moved it back to 60. Moment of truth. Moment of truth. I thought it was at 60. Anyways, the, the, the cow that I shot at moved in front of me she was 60 and i kept thinking that was my bottom pin was 60 i put it on her and it was set at 70 right over her back but it come down to being rattled well we got a lot going on this year so i'm looking i'm looking forward to another great year of getting out there we're gonna do a lot more this year not just deer hunting get some waterfowl in and and by the way how was did you guys go on that goose hunt last week no what happened no. it was supposed to be yesterday but Right? Yesterday, yeah. Oh, I thought you guys were going last weekend. Well, no. it was, you thought it was Saturday, but it was Sunday. But it actually iced, and the, oh. guy, the guide pulled pulled us back. He said okay. that he thought that they were moving out because the ice was coming in, so he, he thought it would be better if we planned it another day. Gotcha. Which is yeah. cool. I mean, it's good. It's better than just taking our money and run. That's right. He thought our best opportunity would be to wait and yep. catch them on another day. Yep. Well, we so better wrap this up. Don't you think? Yeah. We've been at it an hour and a half at least. Wow. Wow. We were worried about talking for 30 minutes. I didn't think we'd get I, I got more to say. <laughs> Not done. Well, we can, we can come back for another one. That's a good thing. Yeah, you, you guys are close I enough. I doubt you, you'll have us back. <laughs> it's my bad. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how many downloads we get here. How long does it hit? Take, hit the lead. The lead. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's it. You guys got anything you want to talk about? You want to plug your businesses? Probably get in trouble. Nah, uh, you. I, I will. You want to? Go ahead. I'm, I'm uh, Joe Henneman State Farm in Sykes, Missouri. So if you're in the Scott County area, come see Joe Henneman <laughs> in Sykes, Missouri, 412 Tanner Street. And I'm Craig Heiser State Farm. I'm in Popper Bluff, Missouri. So you get an opportunity, swing by. We can sit down and talk insurance, or we can we can talk hunting. Either way, I'm I'm good. So kiss ass. Look me up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just a guy that uh, just sits here and plays plays video talk and everything else. So uh, that's what I do. So, uh, well, that's it. Knocked and Loaded podcast number one, the pilot episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We got a lot of things happening. Um, Missouri Department of Conservation, we'll get something set up with those guys. And I know some hunting TV personalities that uh, have agreed to to come in and sit down for a little bit so hopefully uh you guys will hear from them soon as well so uh stay tuned this is number one number two coming at you someday soon hopefully see you later this is Derek Dernberger and you're listening to the Knocked and Loaded podcast 